0: This episode is brought to you by IVP. I'm author and spiritual director, Sheila Wise-Rowe. Have you ever wished you could find books that will empower you, heal you, and help you to become the person God has intended you to be? Keep listening to find out more about resources that I've written, especially for Black readers. And by Truth Table. If you've been blessed by
1: these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truths Table. Your
0: word is truth, your word is
2: life. Presented by Innervar City Press.
0: Your word is truth, your word
1: is
2: the daily audio bible podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson. And Echemini Uwen.
1: Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word.
2: Old Testament reading. Genesis chapter 49, verse 29, through chapter 50, verse 26. Then he instructed them, I am about to go to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave in the field of Ephron the Hittite. It is the cave in the field of Machpelah near Mamre, in the land of Canaan, which Abraham brought for a burial plot for Ephron, the Hittite. There they buried Abraham and his wife Sarah. There they buried Isaac and his wife Rebekah. And there I buried Leah. The field and the cave in it were acquired from the sons of Heth. When Jacob finished giving these instructions to his sons, he pulled his feet up onto the bed breathed his last breath, and went to his people. The burials of Jacob and Joseph. Then Joseph hugged his father's face. He wept over him and kissed him. Joseph instructed the physicians in his service to embalm his father. So the physicians embalmed Israel. They took forty days, for that is the full time needed for embalming. The Egyptians mourned for him seventy days. When the days of mourning had passed, Joseph said to Pharaoh's royal court, If I have found favor in your sight, please say to Pharaoh, My father made me swear an oath. He said, I am about to die. Bury me in my tomb that I dug for myself there in the land of Canaan. Now let me go and bury my father. Then I will return. So Pharaoh said, Go and bury your father just as he made you swear to do. So Joseph went to bury his father. All Pharaoh's officials went with him, the senior courtiers of his household, all the senior officials of the land of Egypt, all Joseph's household, his brothers, and his father's household. But they left their little children and their flocks and herds in the land of Goshen. Chariots and horsemen all went up with him. So it was a very large entourage. When they came to the threshing floor of Atad, on the other side of the Jordan, they mourned there with very great and bitter sorrow. There Joseph observed a seven-day period of mourning for his father. When the Canaanites who lived in the land saw them mourning at the threshing floor of Atad, they said, This is a very sad occasion for the Egyptians. That is why its name was called Abel Mizraim. Which is beyond the Jordan. So the sons of Jacob did for him just as he had instructed them. His sons carried him to the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave of the field of Machpelah near Mamre. This is the field Abraham purchased as a burial plot from Ephron the Hittite. After he buried his father, Joseph returned to Egypt, along with his brothers and all who had accompanied him to bury his father. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, What if Joseph bears a grudge and wants to repay us in full for all the harm we did to him? So they sent word to Joseph, saying, Your father gave these instructions before he died. Tell Joseph this, Please forgive the sin of your brothers and the wrong they did when they treated you so badly. Now please forgive the sin of the servants of the God of your father. When this message was reported to him, Joseph wept. Then his brothers also came and threw themselves down before him. They said, Here we are. We are your slaves. But Joseph answered them, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant to harm me, but God intended it for a good purpose so he could preserve the lives of many people, as you can see this day. So now, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your little children. Then he consoled them and spoke kindly to them. Joseph lived in Egypt along with his father's family. Joseph lived 110 years. Joseph saw the descendants of Ephraim to the third generation. He also saw the children of Makir, the son of Manasseh. They were given special inheritance rights by Joseph. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die, but God will surely come to you and lead you up from this land. To the land he swore an oath to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Joseph made the sons of Israel swear an oath. He said, God will surely come to you. Then you must carry my bones up from this place. So Joseph died at the age of 110. After they embalmed him, his body was placed in a coffin in Egypt. Job, chapter 1, the prologue, Job's good life. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright one who feared God and turned away from evil. Seven sons and three daughters were born to him. His possessions included 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 female donkeys. In addition, he had a very great household. Thus, he was the greatest of all the people in the East. Now, his sons used to go and hold a feast. In the house of each one in turn, and they would send and invite their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. When the days of their feasting were finished, Jove would send for them and sanctify them. He would get up early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Jove thought, perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's customary practice, Satan's accusation of Job. Now the day came when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also arrived among them. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? And Satan answered the Lord, From roving about on the earth, and from walking back and forth across it. So the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and turns away from evil. Then Satan answered the Lord, Is it for nothing that Job fears God? Have you not made a hedge around him and his household and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his livestock have increased in the land. But extend your hand and strike everything he has, and he will no doubt curse you to your face. So the Lord said to Satan, All right then, everything he has is in your power. Only do not extend your hand against the man himself. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Job's Integrity in Adversity. Now the day came when Job's sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And a messenger came to Job, saying, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys were grazing beside them. And the Sabians swooped down and carried them all away. And they killed the servants with the sword. And I, only I alone, escaped to tell you. While this one was still speaking, another messenger arrived and said, The fire of God has fallen from heaven and has burned up the sheep and the servants. It has consumed them. And I, only I alone, escaped to tell you. While this one was still speaking, another messenger arrived and said, The Chaldeans formed three bands and made a raid on the camels and carried them all away. And they killed the servants with the sword. And I, only I alone, escaped to tell you. While this one was still speaking, another messenger arrived and said, Your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And suddenly, a great wind swept across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house. And it fell on the young people. And they died. And I, only I, alone escaped to tell you. Then Job got up and tore his robe. He shaved his head, and then he threw himself down with his face to the ground. He said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will return there. The Lord gives, and the Lord takes away. May the name of the Lord be blessed and all this job did not sin nor did he charge god with moral impropriety psalm 101 verses 1 through 8 a psalm of david i will sing about loyalty and justice to you o lord i will sing praises I will walk in the way of integrity. When will you come to me? I will conduct my business with integrity in the midst of my palace. I will not even consider doing what is dishonest. I hate doing evil. I will have no part of it. I will have nothing to do with a perverse person. I will not permit evil. I will destroy anyone who slanders his neighbor in secret. I will not tolerate anyone who has a haughty demeanor and an arrogant attitude. I will favor the honest people of the land and allow them to live with me. Those who walk in the way of integrity will attend me. Deceitful people will not live in my palace. Liars will not be welcome in my presence. Each morning I will destroy all the wicked people in the land, and remove all evildoers from the city of the Lord. New Testament Reading, John Chapter 3, Conversation with Nicodemus Now a certain man, a Pharisee named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council, came to Jesus at night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the miraculous signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus replied, I tell you the solemn truth. Unless a person is born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter his mother's womb and be born a second time, can he? Jesus answered, I tell you the solemn truth. Unless a person is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. What is born of flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I said to you, you must all be born from above. The wind blows wherever it will, and you hear the sound it makes. But do not know where it comes from and where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus replied, How can these things be? Jesus answered, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you don't understand these things? I tell you the solemn truth. We speak about what we know and testify about what we have seen, but you people do not accept our testimony. If I have told you people about earthly things and you don't believe, how will you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in Him may have eternal life. For this is the way God loved the world. He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world should be saved through Him. The one who believes in him is not condemned. The one who does not believe has been condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God. Now this is the basis for judging, that the light has come into the world and people loved the darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil deeds hates the light and does not come to the light, so that their deeds will not be exposed. But the one who practices the truth comes to the light, so that it may be plainly evident that his deeds have been done in God. Further testimony about Jesus by John the Baptist. After this, Jesus and his disciples came into Judean territory, and there he spent time with them and was baptizing. John was also baptizing at Anan, near Selim, because water was plentiful there, and people were coming to him and being baptized. For John had not yet been thrown into prison. Now a dispute came about between some of John's disciples and a certain Jew concerning ceremonial washing. So they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, the one who was with you on the other side of the Jordan River, about whom you testified, see, He is baptizing, and everyone is flocking to him. John replied, No one can receive anything unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Christ, but rather, I have been sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom, who stands by and listens for him, rejoices greatly when he hears the bridegroom's voice. This then is my joy, and it is complete. He must become more important, while I become less important. The one who comes from above is superior to all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth, and speaks about earthly things. The one who comes from heaven is superior to all. He testifies about what he has seen and heard, but no one accepts his testimony. The one who has accepted his testimony has confirmed clearly that God is truthful. For the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for he does not give the Spirit sparingly. The Father loves the Son and has placed all things under his authority. The one who believes in the Son has eternal life. The one who rejects the Son Will not see life, but God's wrath remains on him. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious God, we thank you for this opportunity to gather to hear your word. And even to hear hard things in your word today, we reflect on the life of Job and the compounding suffering that he experienced. Pain after pain after pain, loss after loss after loss. Oh God, it reminds us of our own losses, our own pains, which feel compounding at times. We reflect on the life of Joseph, oh God, and we think about unspeakable injustice and suffering and pain and betrayal by even family members. And yet his testimony of deep forgiveness and acceptance of those same brothers, because he saw your hand ultimately over his life, changing the intentions of the wicked and putting them on your agenda. Because of your word today, O God, we are reminded to entrust ourselves to you more and more that even as we grieve, lament, and we ask you why, even as we experience great confusion, pain, suffering, and frustration, God, we are looking to you, knocking on the doors of heaven, awaiting for you to turn that was what was meant for wicked into what is ultimately for good. That indeed is miraculous. We seek your miraculous intervention over our hurt and our harm and our pains in our life. And we ask, oh God, that you would be the lifter of our heads, And that where you are not willing to make meaning for us in this moment, you will grant to us your presence. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Hi, I'm Sheila
0: Wise-Rowe. My two books, Healing Racial Trauma and Young, Gifted and Black, serve readers who may need to process hurt and pain or those who undervalue their God-given worth. I also write to those who want to better love and encourage them. In my books, you will encounter the stories of black women and men who've been on a life-changing journey of self-discovery and spiritual growth. It's my prayer that you too will meet God in real and unforgettable ways. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off and free U.S. shipping on these books. Visit ivypress.com and use the promo code of the word. Again, that's T-H-E-W-O-R-D.